0: Hello. I'm John Autie. I'm a stunt historian, author, broadcaster and producer, and the man behind, behind the stunts on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Welcome to this episode and a series of podcasts dedicated to the action stunts in the James Bond movies. My new book is the definitive guide to everything action-packed in the film series. It looks at the stunts, the performers, Coordinators and the stories behind these incredible moments captured on the film. Hello and welcome to this week's installment, and we find ourselves just before the millennium in 1999. For the world is not enough. Pierce once again slips calmly into the guise of James Bond, and in my opinion, gives his best performance to date. Action-wise, Simon Crane is back as stunt coordinator and Vic Armstrong is in charge of the second unit as director. You may remember that the pre-title sequence was the longest to date at nearly 19 minutes long. But it could have been just five as the scene where Bond retrieves the money from Bilbao, Spain by leaping from the building was where the original movie was due to end. More about that later. But first, let's hear from Vic about how he creates a chase that size. I imagine it wasn't all plain sailing
1: then. No, that, um, well, all, all that was in the script for the chase down the Thames was Bond leaves MI6 in a motorboat and arrives at the Dome and we want a hot air balloon involved. So right. I drove up and down the Thames. I was doing the entrapment at the time. So every, every Saturday and Sunday... I would go up and down the thames uh looking and inventing and dreaming up sequences and in the end we had a, a chase probably the last about four hours so right you yeah trim it down trim it down trim it down and just get it down to the nitty-gritty and the criteria was we had to see london we had to see the ta- houses of parliament tower bridge we had to see the iconic sites and then i wanted to get off the thames as, as quickly as i could because that's so problematical shooting there a with the tidal rise of 20 odd feet and the right. business of the thames and the tourists and everything else get off the thames and then we used all the back old old docks and everything else as part of the thames for the for the chase and then i'd always had a vision East eastenders you know in East Enders, when the music starts you look at oh, yes. the map of london you have that big horseshoe of the thames where it goes round. right i'd visualize him cutting off the end of the horseshoe and going across on dry land and we were using jet boats uh, so they could, in fact, go on on land as long as a bit of water to, to get into the jet, push it along. And we wrote a whole sequence where he cuts off the corner there and then goes through the restaurant, out the side of the restaurant, then back into the Thames again. But yeah. that whole chase, there's no CG in that chase at all, apart from the torpedoes in the Thames. You know? Right. So, again,
0: Everything done for real, just apart from that.
1: I think it's a great chase, I must say, because th- when you sit down and you have to come up with something, you think, what are we going to do for a boat chase? Oh my gosh, I looked at all the other boat chases out there, and they're all stereotypical. and I just wanted to keep varying and up in the ante and changing things around, and I think it worked really, really well. I'm very proud of it.
0: I think, uh, you know, if anybody ever comes up to any producer and director and they say, look, we want a boat chase, we went, no, no, it's been done it's been done let's not mess about with it let's do something else um i also like the fact that you had four hours worth of footage which you managed to whittle down to 19 minutes it's <laughs> a pre-title sequence go wow that's you've shaved quite a bit off that i must admit um but some and of course you you know sarah donahue driving that uh, that huge sun seeker and and, and the two guys uh, uh doubling for uh doubling for pierce in those in those jet boats i mean they're just extraordinary weren't they The right place right time everything
1: amazing Absolutely, and uh, Sarah was phenomenal, you know, she threw that, bike, that boat around like it was just a little toy, you know, she was absolutely amazing, very calculating, very, very trustworthy and accurate, it was just superb, and then I would Gary Powell and Wade Eastwood as the boat drivers, you yeah. know, Gary did the the, the, the the barrel roll with the boat, yes. that was an amazingly difficult stunt, you know, incredibly difficult, because if he'd gone wrong, if he came in upside down at the speed he was going, he'd rip his head off, you know, yeah. Helmet on and everything else, but uh, it was very, very dangerous. So, the, you know, you, you get a lot of sleepless nights before you shoot those sort of things. But uh, I was very, very proud of everybody's contribution into it. And oh. even the barrel roll of the boat was something we couldn't get. Simon Crane and the stunt guys were rehearsing and rehearsing. And we had ramps and different ramps. The boat would ever go up onto its roof, and they could never get to get a full barrel out of it. And Dave Bickers, my dear old Dave Bickers, who you know. I got in the business many, many, many years ago. Yeah. He's a very logical, clever engineer. And he said, Vicky said, it takes no power to make that, bolt, that boat roll. He said, if I had it on a piece of string tied to the front of the boat, and it's hanging vertically, I could push it with my hand and it would spin around because there's no resistance. I was, right. Yeah. We came from this. He said, well, if we put a little nitrogen jet down and nitrogen jet up on the other side, once it leaves the water, you fire those jets, they'll, they'll spin it. Spin it round. And uh, that's what we did. They tested it and it landed, you know, the right way up every time. And so then we went and did it on the day. But even so, Gary Powell who drove it, he had to be absolutely the split second oh. quick when you hit the button. And you imagine the speed and trying to get the boat right and you're bouncing across waves and it hits the wrap. You've got to hit that boat exact, that button exactly right. Yeah. Have the, the, the common sense or the, the wherewithal to do it and it flipped and came round onto its onto its undercarriage again which was huge relief but now there's a huge amount of talent and a lot of input from a lot of clever people on that.
0: We touched on the opening sequence earlier on. Bond leaping from the building. Well his stuntman was Mark Mottram and here he talks about a few key moments he was involved
2: in during that sequence. So the bit that so the so the bit running from off the boat onto the rope. Mm. So no, that was all. There was no cables involved. It was literally me jumping from the boat and grabbing the rope. And mm. again, that was on the back lot of Pinewood. Uh, we had this truck with a spigot and a boat on top that was about 25 foot in the air was attached to it at the same angle we came out of the water i was sitting in the boat and then the, the we drive the car along about it wasn't that quick 15 20 15 miles an hour and then basically we've got box rig on the floor and then there's a rope hanging and a section of the balloon or the bottom of the balloon if you know what i mean yeah. the basket and then drive along and then launch and just I, i'd already rehearsed jumping from the boat and seeing the distance that i could get before you know like knowing that i could probably go you know like you know when it's static i can get five foot six foot, well i can't even remember what the distance was and then did it at a lower level you know so if he's traveling at 10 miles now how far am i going to travel with the line there do you know what i mean so i sort of rehearsed all of this at a low level to to get the distance if you like that, that i knew if i was traveling at 10 or 15 miles now when i jumped how far i'm going to travel forward and i don't want to miss the rope or what you know so we had done all that
0: Mm. And the rope, was, uh, the rope wasn't moving. The rope was static.
2: Rope static because obviously mm. just going straight up. Yeah. But obviously you can't tell. But I do remember on the day, you know, the rope was like a climbing rope. Oh, a big <laughs> was, Yeah, it's very very thin. Yeah. And I remember, think looking at it, going, "How the hell am I going to keep hold of that?" You know, there's not a chance. Mm. I'm going at like 10, miles an hour, launching out a boat, grabbing it like this. I couldn't wear gloves. I said, I don't think I'm going to be able to hold on to the rope. I think I'll get my hands on it, but I'm not going to hold. I'm just going to slide, like, slide down it. Um, I think we only did it once. But we drove the car along, dived out the boat, went for the rope. And we had to wait. I remember, again, it was one of those days. Sun, light, dark. We waited all day to get it. Dived, jumped out the boat, grabbed the rope, hit the line, slid all the way down it as good as, but held it as, as tight as I could. My hands were just like sheer, with we all raw. Yeah, because, like, Vic just went, just grab it and hold on as tight as you can and just get what you can. And we did it once and got the shot. And it literally, as you see me grab, you know... You like, start there's to a beat, descend. There's a beat for a beat that I'm on it. Yeah. And then, but, and we watched playback. And, we're like that, and Vic watched it, he went, we got it.
0: Yeah. I, I always think, though, and uh, let's, let's use this, this you rolling down the side of the, uh, uh, of the... O2, oh, nay, Millennium Dome, as an example. Because it's, it's a very, it's a physical stunt. There's no special effects there. You are, you are rolling from point A to point B and you're clattering all of these cables on the way down. Yeah. Uh, and it's brutal. I mean, it's absolutely brutal when you look at it on screen. I, yeah. uh, and, uh, many, many people have said, Geez, look at that he's earned every single penny of his feet on that r- r- banging into all of these it's terrific and that was done for real i mean it looks as though obviously the last sequence is that falls into then the title sequence as bond, right, yeah. bond drops down and of course breaks his collarbone that was yeah, the, exactly. the part of the story and it looks yeah. as though. when I mean, you gave it a proper hammering on the way down as well d- d- just explain that uh, that fall for us
2: so I re- that was i had simon there that day, i remember and we first of all we had to land on the dome so that was the first thing I had to do was land on it. So before I rolled down the thing and, and, and hit the, uh, which was a separate shot from the, the roll where you, the cables were. But the obvious, the script read that, you know, Bond, at the beginning, he hurts his shoulder or whatever. So he has to have this injury. So we had somehow come up with something uh, of how he, how he injures his shoulder, because it wasn't really written in there. It just rolls no. down it. But yeah. how do you tell that story like, rolling down something.
0: In a split second, yeah.
2: In a split second. So, you're like, how can you tell that story? I don't know. Like, even, you know, like, you you could just get off... You could see someone hit and bounce and then get up and go, oh, like that. But, you know, to really tell the story, you want to... Exactly what we we did, I think. Mm. But anyway, so the first shot was... He he shoots I think he shoots the the balloon and the basket and and it drops down he drops So the first shot is we were on a cherry picker and again It's it's like, you know, we still do stuff like this now, you know, um to get the shots Uh, We're on a cherry picker and I was underneath it and we took the cherry picker up and I was Basically I had a bit of scaffold attached to the bottom of it and I was at the top of the um the dome if you like or the section of it and mm-hmm. we built uh, it was a cherry pickle or crane and basically i remember being at the top of the section and we want to get the landing so we got a shot of me landing and you know i can't remember if you tilt enough up or we panned down or whatever it was but uh i remember being on the back end or bottom end of this cherry pickle or crane or whatever it was that was lifting me might be a manitou or something and um I think, you know, I was 6, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, every time we did it, I was at like 8 foot. So I would go go up again, so we do a shot. And then every time he see me drop, see, I was okay. He'd go up, up, up. And then we kept going up, up, up. And then I'd go three, two, one, drop. And I'd drop onto the dome and I'd start the roll. So he would go up and I was probably, I don't know how many feet I was up in there. I know I've been like 12, 14 feet up and landed flat on my back before, at least, you know. And to get that real feel like you're actually smacking down onto it. So that was one shot for the landing onto. and, And I remember looking at Simon going, are you serious mate <laughs> do you really want me to be on the bottom of them and drop off of that and smash my back he went you'll be fine i was like uh, i mean i was fine to be fair and the, yeah i was fine but I, you know for a minute i just thought i'm gonna hurt myself here um but anyway so we got that shot and then um the next shot which which was always a tricky one you've got the wires that cross in the middle and i knew yeah. and like simon says i want you to roll down that and make it look like you hurt yourself and that's what he said to me and I was like,
0: no problem boss
2: okay. <laughs> here i go <laughs> but uh, so anyway so I, I went up there and uh, and i was like well, how the hell right like, we've got to hit this thing make it look like you hurt yourself and then keep rolling and carry on so in my head i just thought the only way really to do it is to roll and hit it with my back and do pretty much what it says what it's what you see yeah is i did um and obviously when you're rolling down something you pick up pace you don't want to look like you're controlling to get into an area or a place because you don't want to look, make it look like it's choreographed well you, you sort of can't but then you've got to have your eye on the cables to know when to flip yourself and hit your back on it you know and i mean to be fair i was very proud of that stuff myself That's so you should be you know? it was absolutely uh, fabulous because you do look at the things and you think jesus that was a tricky little thing to do and you know it's sort of like you know it, it, it was and i was like you know i felt like i did a good job on that day and uh, hit them things and. Bent my back back and did exactly what i was supposed to do mm. and it didn't look contrived at all it felt like i'd really hit the bloody thing and you know and to be fair honestly it didn't really hurt um it didn't really hurt and then i rolled down and flipped off i didn't really hurt myself but that's the night that's like i said everything's an illusion if you can do something like as a stunt performer smash yourself bend yourself back yourself and get up and walk away and you haven't hurt yourself
0: And do it again and again and again.
2: Yeah, I did it once a few times. Do you
0: get the the, the things where they go? Can you just adjust slightly on that second roll?
2: Yeah. (laughs) But that is (laughs) it. I mean, there's, there's stunt guys out there that throw themselves to the floor, and you know they're hurting themselves every single time. And it's like even when I teach guys now, you know, like you can get them to do a fall or whatever, just and then like don't do the fall just make it look like you're doing the fall and then hurt you know just even if you're like Nur! like the bend of the back or the arm swinging or whatever mm-hmm. it's not it's there's that that's what a good stuntman man is someone that can sell something and make it look like what it isn't you know it was it was crazy I remember turning up actually there with um, I think with Pierce at, at one time and and even just going to the hotel um, the the people, it was just absolutely crazy. It mm. was like Pierce Brosnan mania. It was just like thousands of people just uh, even trying to get out of the cars. It was crazy. Well, but a great a great um, experience to be part of that. It was uh, it was great.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to remember that at that time. I mean, he was he was the mutts nuts when it came yeah. to you know that uh, that type of character, and he was really very very good at what he did. So it, didn't matter, it didn't matter. He was just is, going yeah. for bread. Uh, yeah. You know, or popping the shops for milk, you'd suddenly get, right. wouldn't be able to get down the road without thousands of people stopping him. Um, this building that that uh, that you were using for for this fall, because obviously mm. Pierce had been on a uh, hanging from a rope as well, but you were responsible for doing the physical fall from yeah. the building, leaping over the top of the balcony and uh, uh, down onto this rope, because it was done in a, in a couple of ways, wasn't
2: it? yeah there was there was a couple of different shots on it um, it, was, it was it was it was right outside the Guggenheim Museum right how you say it that's yeah, it Guggenheim, right there. Guggenheim yeah um, and uh, there was two shots that I think um, it's uh, that was Simon was Simon, second directing that
0: Simon? Uh yes it was yeah, the yes, yeah. yeah.
2: second to it. yeah it silence sure so there was a couple of different shots i had to do one where we um basically free fall on the on the cable right. um where we didn't have any safety underneath at all and the other one was with an airbag which i don't know if there's any shots of that at all Yes, actually, there is right? yeah there is, oh, there is there? That, yeah. so you see me jump out with the air, onto the airbag mm-hmm. um but the rig they had Uh, I'd be interested if someone had a picture of the rig that they built to do that because um, the rig that was inside it, it was made with bungee and cable and it spread the whole area of the inside of the office floor. My job was to jump over the railing with uh with the briefcase in my hand and uh, uh, you know stop and then get lower to the floor i got them to build a railing out of scaffolding exactly the height that we had it and the the cable was a ch- attached to my it basically it's supposed to be attached to my belt yeah but we attached a cable to my chest right and it went down to my belt now we'd done some rehearsals of this back at the studio and stuff like that where we didn't have this rig and you know just testing, let's just say it wasn't very comfortable, <laughs> well, no, it was attached, imagine, to yeah. my, attached to my stomach where we sort of did it, but we, we had a few goes at that, you know, before we even got to that place. That's how we got, we ended up with this rig that sort of stopped me. So basically my pick point, where I was picked from, was on a, a jerk harness, which is a harness that goes, you know, like sort of like a jacket, Okay. and I was picked from sort of the chest and then the cable go, uh, uh, a fox cable, if you like, comes out of my thing down to my belt as if I'm pick, picked there. But um, if you can imagine jumping over something that's like you know whatever it was four foot high with mm-hmm. your legs, and you've got to make sure you jump, you've got to go up and come down. You can't pendulum because if you pendulum straight away, I'm You're not going to go swing back. Up. No, exactly. You're going to swing, and that's not what we wanted to happen.
0: Uh, and also, the other side of that railing is a is a sort of static flower pot or a, a bed, a flower bed. So you've got to jump over that as well, haven't you?
2: Yeah, and then there's a wall as well yeah. and i think i did i think i do hit the wall tiny bit where i stop and bounce back but what you don't want to do is if you jump out with the cable attached to you you're going to swing back in and hit the wall like a lot now that i know when you see the stunt, it actually looks doesn't look like that but you know if you stand and imagine holding the railing and you want to jump over the first thing you're going to do is jump out do you know what i mean yeah. if you could imagine doing it so you've really got to go up and then come down. So you go, so so the inertia takes you down towards the floor, not out first and then come back into the wall. Another one of those days where we literally waited all day with those thousands of people watching all day to jump out of that building because of the, I think they wanted sun again and we couldn't get it and we waited all day and then like, then you just get that point. Right, we're gonna go, no we're not gonna go. We're gonna go, we're not gonna go. And it literally happened all day. And eventually we got that point where you jump out and then I think I only did it. I think I only did that once. And then I did the, the another take where we jumped exactly the same but come down and then have to scoot onto my our back into an airbag. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, an amazing, uh, the, 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 I think Bilbao, Spain, where we were at the time, the people there, it, it was just, they were just crazy. Spanish people were just crazy over Bond and everything and it was just, it was crazy. But yeah. Um, good times had actually
0: well, i mean the final shot from the, the where the camera on well, the rig above you coming out and looking yeah. down
2: it's just a stunning yeah. shot it's Really, yeah uh, it's cool
0: well that's it for another week next week we return for the last of this current series when we live to die another day until then it's bye for now